You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. The Therapy is a Christian podcast is all things mental health and Christ. We specifically talk about how mental health and God are merged together to foster growth, healing, and making mental health a normal conversation. I'm your host, Roz and Renee, and welcome to the show. Hello and welcome. You are listening to the Therapy as a Christian podcast. I am your host, Roz and Renee, and welcome to another episode of the show. Y'all, I'm a little hyped today. I ain't going to lie to you, sis. I might come for your edges. So if your edges are not prepared, go ahead and prepare them to be snatched. But don't you worry, sis. I will give them back to you at the end of this episode. So I am really hyped today. I'm really excited to be recording. But before I even get into that and we're going to talk about the topic, I have to shout out the women who joined my Time With God Challenge this past week. It was phenomenal. And I secretly announced to them a private accountability community that I have not released to the general public. I'm not even going to tell y'all what it's about, but if you're interested in a private accountability community that it addresses business and faith, you definitely want to check the description and sign up for the waiting list. I am going to open it up. I don't know when, but I only opened it up and told the full detail to the challenge women that joined. So I had about 50 plus women um, join the challenge and I've had a handful of them join the membership community and I am beyond words excited. So if you are someone that is interested in accountability community related to business and faith, definitely Sign up with the waiting list and I will reach out to you in probably about a month or so um, about possibly opening it back up to you. Maybe opening it at the end of the month. I don't know yet, but I'm so excited to serve these ladies and we are going to get so much out of it. And I'm so excited. So before we hop into the topic, I also just want to say thank you all so much. This podcast this past month in July hit almost eight thousand downloads and baby girl listen I started this podcast with zero listeners zero 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 I've never ran an ad on this um, podcast as a means of like getting more listeners I haven't ever asked anybody or pitched anybody to talk about my podcast it has always been organic And by the power of the Holy Spirit, my God, Jesus, 
this podcast has reached every reached someone in every state in the U.S., as well as 70 plus countries around the world. And I am humbled to serve you all, but also so grateful to every listener that has subscribed, that has shared it with a friend, that has that comes back weekly to listen. I am so grateful to serve you, and I pray that I continue to do so. I've been podcasting almost two years, and it'll be two years in November. And just to think of where we've come is just beyond words, and it's only up from here knowing that um, I'm doing this for God's glory. And so shout out to the one true Savior, my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, because he's the OG. So now that we've kind of done that, I want to talk about this really, really quickly. So I'm going to give you all some background and then we're going to talk about this topic. But I want to address the topic and say that, period, your purpose is too expensive. It is too expensive, sis. So this whole little thing has come up over the last couple of days as I've been helping some clients um, within my time management program, as well as some things I've been soaking in from people that I um, listen to uh, podcasts, as well as some lives on Instagram. And so I was listening to a live that I'm going to link below for you by Felicia Kelly and Megan Ward. So if you have IGTV, just click on the link. It'll take you straight to the live from Instagram. And they just went off. They were talking about business and entrepreneurship, but they were also talking about just the character of people and the integrity it takes to level up and just the mindset shift you have to have. And I know I've kind of talked to y'all and I've come in talking about boundaries. I've talked about limited beliefs. I've kind of addressed some things related to just all of these different areas. And so I really, really want to go in a little bit about how our purpose is so expensive. And I say this to say because I approached July with high intentions. I think one of the things that I did not realize, and forgive me for just kind of saying this very transparently, how much work it takes to run a business, but also how much work it takes mentally to shift your mind to ask for what you deserve, but also have the mindset that it's possible. I think, and I'll talk about this in a minute, we sometimes don't realize how much is available to us through God. We also don't realize how much is available to us when we make the decision to decide to go after the things we know we're capable of doing or the things that highly, highly scare us. And so when I walked into this month, and I'm going to give you all some brief overview of what the month brought, I really was like, I got to put in the work. Like, I think we can listen to inspiration all the time, and we hear people motivate us, and we get so excited. But then when it comes to actually sitting down, putting your phone face down on the desk, and putting in the work, we leave that part out. And people get, and we get really upset when we don't see the results that we want to see. And so this month I said, you are going to do the work. You are going to approach this month doing the work. And that was what my mindset was in July. 
So all of this month of August, I'm going to share discipline, time management tips, doing the work tips with you all. But really, I want to share the mindset shift that has to happen when it comes to understanding how valuable you are to this this world. And so from there and from really just approaching the month with that mindset, I had to do the work. There were there were two weeks that I literally were work was working like 10 to 12 hour days. And I'm not going to say that that's often, but I do feel like that's kind of the season I'm in of just here and there. I'm going to have to work some really long days. And it was very challenging for me because that's not something I often desire to do, nor do I feel like. I want to do. Um, I'm very mindful of my body, just so the people didn't know that I'm pregnant. But I'm also very mindful of what I want to do once my child gets here. I want to rest and rest mindfully knowing that the things and the work I put in over the last six months are going to be a benefit to my child and not only to my child, but to my mindset, knowing I can rest. And so because of that, I really honed into what does it take for me to get the things I know I need to get done? What does it take for me to run my business the way that I know I can run it? And also, what is it going to take for me in work wise to be disciplined to follow through? And what I realized is I bring so much value to this earth by being and working within my purpose as God's daughter. And I say that not in a bragatory way, but I say that in a way of like, you have to realize how important you are to this earth. And when you really get that into your mindset, you no longer hold on to what are the things that are stopping you. You no longer hold on to the distractions that are causing you to play small. You no longer hold on to the things that are holding you back. And I say this for my people who have been very, very hesitant about going to counseling. Your mindset is too expensive for you to be on the fence to heal it. You have to be okay with digging up the old and ugly things in your heart to deal with. Because I'm going to tell y'all, and there's and this is the generation we live in. I do believe the millennial group or the, the group that I grew up in, the age group that is around me, we are the ones that are having to address the traumas our parents didn't want to address. And there's a lot of resentment with that because we feel like, well, they should have did this. They should have did that. They should have. They should have. They should have. But how many how long are you going to continue to be in the they should have and just do it? Because when you when you finally just press into being okay with having to be the one that you change the generation of your life. When you become okay with having to be the one to press into the place so your children's children don't have to deal with it. My child is coming into a, the, the starting point of their life is going to be so much better because I dealt with the things that I needed to deal with. My husband dealt with the things that he needed to deal with. And together we dealt with the things that we needed to deal with so that the starting point of our child's life is set. They don't have to worry about coming into the world and not to judge anybody if this is your story, because this is not that. They don't have to come into a world with a broken home. They don't have to come into the world with a two parent home with two people that don't love each other. They don't have to come into a space where their parents are drowning in debt. They don't have to come into a space where that we didn't create and weren't intentional about. And so I say all that to say is my purpose in this earth 
before God is too expensive to squander. And so when I approached this month, I just said, what do I have to do to move the needle forward every day? If I don't do at least one thing, and if I rest, cool, because that's still one thing, because I do get my nap in every single day, y'all. Like, don't get it twisted. I be sleeping. But what work do I need to hone in on for four hours a day? And what happened was so many things. I realized when I make a choice to choose to do it, I no longer put my mindset in a place that's small. I also address and run after the things that I'm so afraid of. This membership community that I launched to my Time With God Challenge Girls, I've been stalling on that since November of last year. And I do believe it was for good purpose because I do I do think it was out of fear. But I also think that there were many things that I gathered over that time that 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 helped me to kind of understand and frame this. So God makes all things for your good. But even in doing that, I was so afraid. What are people going to say? What are they going to think? Are they going to want to sign up? Like talking myself out of all these things. And what I realized is, sis. Your value and what you know alone is valuable enough to share. And so I'm going to talk to y'all about what happened. Just so many things, so many blessings happened in July that I can't even really have the time to think about but and share with you. But it was just, I can't even explain. But more than anything, I understand that, one, people's opinion about what I do doesn't matter. And my own opinion about these negative things that I think that I can't do don't matter. And so I say this to you wholeheartedly about doing the work. Your purpose is so expensive. Let me talk about purpose really quickly because I have a very, very specific definition on purpose. My purpose in this life is to be God's kid, that I am 100% his daughter. Everything else that flows from that is because of that solid foundation of knowing I'm his daughter. Here's why. I have access to a father that has a storehouse of blessings. I also have access to a father who took my sins to the cross. I also have access to a father who has given me an advocate that I can walk in this life with. His name is Holy Spirit. And not only that, but I have access to a king who loves me genuinely, that no opposition that comes my way is too hard for him to handle for me. And because of that, everything that I'm assigned, now we're talking about assignments and calling, everything that I'm assigned to do in this earth is for me through him. So when I'm called to be a podcaster, my assignment so calling and assignment is what called to calling is where you are supposed to go. When you're called to something, you're called to a specific arena or territory of some sort. Your assignment in that calling is the thing you do on a daily basis. So my assignment is to my calling is to be a podcaster, a kingdom minded podcaster. My assignment is to serve you on a weekly basis, telling you about mental health and God. I know my calling has a lot to do with mental health in every way, shape and form that I have ever moved in about in my in my purpose with God and being his kid. I have understood that everything ties to that. My my calling has a lot to do with mental health and God. 
And whatever I do, if I'm assigned to business, if I'm assigned to podcasting, if I'm assigned to helping people and clients one-on-one, if I'm assigned to do this, if I'm assigned to do that, it all encompasses that calling. But my purpose is to be his kid. We tie purpose to things. If God tells me to not do a podcast anymore, my purpose doesn't change. My purpose is to be his kid. My calling can shift. So I may not be called to do a podcast anymore, but I could be called to go to somewhere else and do something else. And so we tie purpose to things that ultimately we we get so upset when they end or we get so upset when things change because we tie ourselves so much to things. If he tells me tomorrow, stop podcasting. Listen, my purpose in, in him doesn't change because wherever I go and whatever he calls me to, I'm going to be set because I'm his kid. So I hope I explained purpose, calling, and assignment to you all. Because my assignment is to serve you through this podcast. But my calling is to serve the people of God in mental health and in, in, um, in God in some way, shape, or form. And so if I do that through podcasting, cool. And so again, my purpose is too expensive. This is why. My relationship with God is was expensive. When, when I look up 1 Corinthians 6 and 20, let's backtrack. 1 Corinthians 6 and 19. Do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own. This is verse 20. You were bought at a price. Therefore, glorify God with your body. So if we're just going to take body and put, let's just say we put life. You were bought at a price. Therefore, glorify God with your life. I'm not going to change the scripture, so let me, let me not even do that. But understanding your body encompasses life. My body encompasses life because it's carrying my kid. My body encompasses what I do with it. How am I feeding my life? How am I taking these things and understanding that Jesus, t- Jesus literally was killed on my behalf? He was killed so that my life could serve purpose. He was killed so that I could do and move about in the earth with freedom with God. And so your purpose is expensive, sis. So you cannot continue to be in this place of where you don't realize how expensive you are. You are expensive. If we were bought at a price, his life was the price. How expensive is it for you to give up your your kid Imagine having to give up your own child that you birthed out of your body and literally say, here, sacrifice your life for the purpose of humanity. Would you even do that? So imagine a God in heaven who has to give his own child up for the purpose of saving humanity. And we squander our purpose of being his kids. And because we 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 question and we all these things that we think are not even important or we would rather stay in the traumas in our own mind and not even be self-aware of those traumas and I know that self-awareness comes from when you do process your trauma so I'm not here to sit here and tell you that it's your fault you may not know these things but I am trying to say and, and convey to you how expensive your purpose in this life is how expensive your calling is how expensive your assignment is And if you don't know that, it's time to work to know it. And so I'm going to give you five things as to why we don't 
realize how expensive we are. But before I before I say that, I'm going to share a quote from the live stream that I watched with Felicia and Megan. And one of the things that Megan was talking about was when she was getting married, how she would go to her mom and ask for her opinion on everything related to. I don't really know what she was saying exactly um, about when she was married, but she was saying she would go to her mom and ask her opinion on a lot of stuff. And what she realized was her mom would give an opinion But she said she had to recognize in her mind that when we allow other people's opinion to come into our paths, it's expensive. When we allow the noise of everyone else's words, what they what we think they're going to say about us, what we think in our minds that are limiting beliefs, what we constantly tell ourselves that we can't do, we can't do, we can't do, we can't do, it's expensive. It's expensive to not only you, it's expensive to your family for you to doubt yourself. It's expensive for you to not go after what you're supposed to go after. It's expensive for you to not do the things you know that God has told you to do. It's expensive. It's wasted time. Time is expensive. We don't get a lot of time. I'm going to be 30 this month. And I'm looking back like, where did 30 years go? Okay, because I'm like, okay, sis, like, whoa, hold on. When did you when did you come up on 30? Because I literally just remember graduating high school. And so the reason we don't realize how expensive we are is one, we don't value our own worth. You have to realize what is available to you and go after it. We have to realize the magnitude of a storehouse we have through our father. And I don't say storehouse for things. I say storehouse for peace. I say storehouse for grace. I say storehouse of mercy. But then there's also this attachment of provision that God provides for us when we go after. God promises blessings when we're obedient to him. That's an automatic. He promises that he gives us new mercy every day. New mercy. He promises that surely goodness and mercy will follow us all the days of our lives. And when I looked up goodness this morning, it was like all good things. Good mental health. Good good sound mind. Like how much do we not realize the storehouse that we have through our father? And so because we don't, realize what's available to us we don't think we're capable of deserving any good thing we question when God does bless us we almost become like little children who feel like they don't deserve to take what is for them this is stuff he promised for us he promised that he would give us peace he so we so instead of having peace we go look for drama we go look for things that cause us to all, to want to gossip to other people. We look for things that cause us to want to um, feel comfortable in our flesh instead of being able to be okay to sacrifice for a time being to get to what you want. And so because of that, we don't think we're capable of deserving those things. I used to not feel like I was worthy enough to serve God's people because it was like, oh, God, I'm so bad. I'm so this. I'm so that. But it's like he took care of that already. So so because he took care of it, I don't mind telling y'all the things that I went through because it ain't no judgment on y'all's end. If my own father doesn't judge me, why would I care? And not only that, but if I know his word and what his word says, why would I be upset or feel so like, oh, I got to play small 
to serve his people when that's what he wants me to do. Literally. That's what I, listen, I'm going to read y'all a scripture real quick that I found. I want to say it was last week. It was 2 Corinthians 9, 10 through 15. It says, for God, the one who provides seed for the farmer and then bread to eat, in the same way he will provide and increase your resources and the produce and and the produce no and then produce a great harvest of generosity to you so this is what this is saying god provides seed to the sower he provides seed to the people who plant he provides a great increase of resources and produce and and then will produce a great harvest of generosity so it is for me that he provides these things for me to give verse 11 says Yes, you will be enriched in every way that you can always be generous. And when we take your gifts to those who need them, they will thank God. So two things will result from this ministry of giving. The needs of believers in Jerusalem will be met and they will joyfully express their thanks to God. When y'all write me and send me a DM saying, thank you for your obedience. It is not because I did anything special. That's scripture. And I'm going to continue to say that. So verse 13 says, as a result of your ministry, they will give God glory for your generosity to them and to all the believer and, and to all believers will prove that you were obedient to the good news of Christ. And they will pray for you with deep affection because of the overflowing grace God has given to you. Thank God for this gift too wonderful for words. So when y'all write me in a DM and you say, thank you for your obedience, it is not because I did anything special. It is scripture. It's scripture. It says they will know that you did this out of the obedience of the good news of Christ. Do you not know how worthy you are to serve God's people because the resources he's given you are for the generosity of helping the believers needs to be met? But not only that, above all, give glory back to him. But we get we get this false humility thinking it's about us. And since you know, listen, it really ain't about you. Your purpose is expensive. Jesus's life was expensive. And so because we don't believe that we're worthy of it, we almost just like get down on ourselves about our worth. You are worthy. You're worthy. You may not feel worthy. You may not wake up every day and feel hot because some days I don't. But there are some days where I'm like, I got to do this. If I don't do this, I'm not meeting the needs of the believers. And who's going to give glory to God? I want God's people to give glory to him. I want y'all to, I want to see y'all be healed. I want to see you go to therapy and your life change. I want you to go deal with the traumas you dealt with in life with God and the generation of your family shift. I want your bloodline to be healed so your kids, when they're born, they don't have to come into the same thing. I want your mindset to shift. I want you to know as a business owner, because that's one of the things I'm stepping into as an entrepreneur, I'm worthy enough to make four or five figures a month. I'm worthy enough of that because my father has provided the provision and the value for me to even take that money and give it to people. Not for me to squander. Not for me to hold and hoard, but to take the resources so that the generosity can be abundant. So number two, we we also, and this is, I'm going to say this, I'm going to snatch your edges and I'm going to give them back to you, sis. We don't try. 
We're not afraid of, we're afraid of taking chances. I had to learn to reframe that word because my therapist, I always associated risk as a bad thing. Take risk, take risk, take risk, take risk. And she told me, she says, change that word to chances. And so when I looked at it as chances, it's like, this isn't a risk. This is me taking a chance on something that could be possible. When I launched that membership, and I know I keep coming back to that because it was so, I was so afraid. I was like, I am not a full-time entrepreneur, Lord. How can I talk to people about business? But truly what I have done with God through this podcast, through the things, the offerings that I sell is entrepreneurship. And I run my business so seamlessly with him. And I do it because I'm, I'm coming to him, asking him questions. I'm running. I don't, I don't mix my business money and my personal money. All that is separate. I don't, I don't, I separate the things because there's one entity to another. When I'm, when I'm, when people buy things from me, I don't go spend that on frivolous things. It goes back into the business. And when I do that, I usually make investments into growing the business more. I use it for the things that I pay for that run my business. That is stewardship. And so because of that, I was thinking in my mind, well, I don't work for myself, Lord, so I'm not an entrepreneur. And God was showing me that don't even worry about that because that's not what I told you. People don't know how to run a business, Rosalind, with me involved. They don't know how to run a business with integrity. They don't know how to run a business with stewardship, proper stewardship. And because you do, share that with other people. That is the value and generosity that one meets the needs of believers. But what it also does is it gives glory back to God. And so when I was going back and forth in this in my mind, that one thing, I don't work for myself yet, Lord, was stopping me from wanting to share the value. And when I got over that hump, I realized this is not that scary because I truly do know what I need to do. I truly do know what it looks like to set up your day for success. I do know what it looks like to manage your time well. I do know what it looks like to manage your household well. I know what it looks like to start with your first steps. And so when I got that out of my mind, I then was okay with taking the chance. But here's the thing. We don't even take the chance. You've been wanting to sit on that blog for years. Say, oh, I'm going to start a blog. 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 Talking about it so much, but not doing anything. You don't even try because you're like, it's not like other people. Who cares? I started this podcast with zero people. Zero. Zero. Zero people. Zero. And what zero turned into was almost 8,000 people a month listening. This is not to brag. This is about consistency and doing the work. And there's the thing, we overthink what it looks like. We overthink what it's going to, what it will take. But since it takes you doing two, maybe writing half a blog post a day, having the other half the next day, and then scheduling it to post in one week, and then doing the same pattern every single week and doing it consistently, it's not an overthought. You're overthinking what people are going to say about that one word you wrote. Instead of actually just trying, it's not going to look beautiful. My first probably five, six podcasts was trash. 
Because oh, and over the year, I have learned how to strategically talk on this microphone so that it's not all over the place and me ranting. I used to just get on this microphone and rant. I didn't have, I would have points, but I would talk for so long about one thing that wasn't relatable. To me, it wasn't, but y'all said it was. And so what would happen is you have to be okay with just trying. Some of you have been so hesitant with starting therapy because you're so afraid of what the ugly parts of you are going to look like that you don't even realize that revealing those ugly parts of you builds your self-awareness to be able to overcome them. And so because of that, you've been sitting some of you say, well, I don't know what my purpose is. I don't know what my I don't know what my purpose is. I don't know what my purpose is. What are you doing right now? What is the lowest hanging fruit? What's the last thing God told you to do that you haven't did that you say you don't want to do? And so then you keep asking him what your purpose is. You keep saying, what's my purpose? What's my purpose? Who are the people you need to be around that cultivate you, that you avoid, that you um, don't want to call you out because they know you got something in you and they'll call it out of you, but you're afraid of it because we don't try, but you need to try. I need you to try. I need you to just try because here's the thing. We're so afraid that we are going to make a mistake operating in perfectionism the Bible says that God's rod and staff comfort us. That is Psalms 23. If his rod directs us to comfort us, to keep us in line, God will, of course, correct you. Always. There are things that I did this year that I'm like, God, I don't know why I did that. And he's like, but it served a purpose. It served a purpose. It served a purpose. And I didn't understand at the time, but he was even then helping me understand that everything I do for you and every path you take, I'm always with you, but you don't even try. Rosalind, you need to try. Just put out the things that you know you can do. I have some huge things on my list of aspirations to do that I'm like, how is this going to get done? But I am so fixed on trying because if I just try, maybe the understanding the things that are going to happen are going to come. Okay. Number three, we're not self-aware. We, and sometimes we haven't been taught this. We haven't been taught to be aware of our feelings. We haven't been taught to be aware of what things trigger us. I'm aware of this. I understand, but let me give you some understanding. If you're aware of the traumas you've experienced, there is something that re-triggers you when you're in relationship with people. And you have to be okay with exposing those ugly parts of you to deal with them. Because if you don't, you're not going to be able to know what it looks like to go through pain and get up. You'll stay in pain. You'll stay in depression. You'll stay in anxiety. And I don't say this as a means of not having compassion for you because you're here. So let me, under, let me help you understand this. You can get through it. But. Get up, get up, get up, get up and try and, and understand to build your self-awareness takes work. It is ugly. It is not fun. It is really, really hard. It sometimes takes losing people. It takes sometimes you doing the work to just really get your mindset right. But it's worth it. And also look at the people that are in your life. Are the people that are around you just jealous of you? Are the people around you small-minded so they stay small-minded? Are you the smart one in your friend group so you don't have anybody that's, that's operating at a higher level than you that's pushing you? 
there are friends that have come into my life recently that I'm like, they are killing it. And they do it so well. But here's the thing. We reciprocated. It's not a I take, 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 take. It's a reciprocation. Get into the spaces where you can be around people who elevate you mentally. Who elevate you in life. Who elevate you you in relationships. Those are the places that cultivate you. That can help you get into a place of self-awareness. Because what they will do is they will call things out. I have friends when I'm not on it, they're like, what's going on with you, sis? What, what's, what's happening? What's been going on? What's happening? Why, why you not? You know what I'm saying? My husband will call me and say, what's going on with you, babe? What's going on? Because there's a, there's a level of them understanding how valuable I am. But it started from me understanding how valuable I am. Number four. A part of the reason we don't realize how expensive we are is we look at every single thing as opposition instead of opportunity. We look at everything that comes our way as, oh, my God. And I don't mean this to say, let me choose my words very correctly. You give the devil too much authority all the time. We say the devil's just attacking, devil's just attacking, devil's just attacking. Sometimes those things are your choices. Sometimes those things are really attacks. Now I'm not gonna I'm not gonna never say spiritual warfare ain't real. That that ain't even who I am because I know spiritual warfare is real. But sometimes you have to. There was a time last week I remember me and my husband were having a conversation, and we were continuing to kind of have little little fits of like little rough discussions. I won't say arguments because we don't really argue that much. Rough discussions about this one thing, and I was like, you know what? This is an attack. And I'm not going to continue to allow him to attack. And so what I said was, I'm about to go in my closet. And I went in in prayer. And what God showed me after I prayed was, you haven't been honoring him. You need to repent. And I can look at that and I can stay in that and I can say, oh, the devil is just attacking us. And just stay in opposition instead of getting on defense and being like, you don't have authority over my family. And what, I, what, what happened was I repented and repentance is a gift that allowed the defense for me to fight back to say, you don't have authority. And what I can take that is, is now I need to honor him. I need to honor the man he is. I need to honor the leadership he has in my life as my husband and honor it. And so from there in being on defense and being like, I'm not finna be on offense. You're not finna just do whatever you want to do. I'm finna get on defense and fight. But when I didn't look at that as an opportunity to go to God and pray, but looked at it as, oh, the devil just attacking me. Many times it's just honestly, God needs to allow us to go through things where our faith is tested. And we look and give the enemy so much credit and say he's on attack mode all the time, which he is. But y'all got to understand you have authority. And so you don't go after your gifts or go after the things that's related to your purpose because you're always looking at what the bad thing is going to be or what the devil's going to throw your way instead of just saying, I got authority over you. So whatever you throw, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. That's Bible. And so because the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty in God for the pulling down of strongholds. You have the ability to pull down strongholds. And then that verse finishes off and says to bring every thought captive under unto the obedience of Christ. 
And so if you have a thought that everything bad is going to happen, sis, that's going to become your truth. And you're not putting it under the obedience of Christ. So that thought is going to be always what it is. Something bad is always going to happen. That's not your portion. Your portion is authority. Your portion is dominion. Your portion is 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 abundance. Your portion is being able to do all things through Christ who strengthens you. So if that's your portion and you're always thinking the opposition is is what it is instead of opportunity, that opposition was an opportunity for me to go to God and honor him to be checked. Cuz what happened was God checked me. I'm going and going in prayer about You will have no authority. And God checked me and said, you're out of order. You need to repent. So when I repented, it put things back into place for me to realize I need to honor. And that was an opportunity. But but we have to understand because we're so expensive, your mindset about opposition even has to shift. Okay, so let me go to number five. The reason we don't also realize how expensive we are is because we don't honor the calling. Let me be real with you. We we don't honor how it looks and what's it going to take. You think that it's like, listen, it's not easy for me to. Now it's become simpler. Let me not say it's not easy. It used to not be easy for me to look at the fact that God would call me to. A territory that is so heavily just, it's so hard sometimes to like help people mentally because it can be so, I remember that space. It was so heavy for me to overcome my battles and struggles with mental health. It was so hard. And so what happened was for me, it was like, I I don't know how to help people, God. Like, I don't know how to help people overcome being in a space where they are, you know, struggling. Like, it was so hard for me, but this is what God showed me. He said, honor your calling and give them hope. Tell them what my word says. Help them to understand that I am the one that's with them. And when you when you expose truth to lies, people change. And so here's the thing. Honor your calling. If your calling is to be an administrative assistant, sis, honor your calling because I promise you, I'm probably going to need one in the next two months. I need that. I need you to honor your calling. I need you to go after writing a blog post that will change the lives of people. I need you to start a podcast that's going to change the lives of people. I need you to go after what it is that you've been called to do, whether it's being in corporate America and honoring that calling to be the director of your department. Go after it and honor it. We covet and we are jealous of other people so much so that we don't even honor what we have. You looking at everybody else's plate and what they eating, but you got all this beautiful food on yours that you don't even want to eat it. And so honor your space, honor your calling. This is why you may not know and realize how expensive you are. I'm expensive to God's in God's eyes. You know why? Because he literally took his life for me. I'm expensive. I'm an asset. I am in an, I am in an investment to God. And God protects his investments just as much so as when I drive that car down the street, even though the car may be a liability. Now that I own it, it's an asset. 
But the fact that I am careful to make sure that I don't crash my car. So if I'm that much careful about making sure I don't crash my car, how much more careful would God be with me when he knows I'm an investment to his kingdom? That when I speak out of my mouth, demons move through the name of Jesus. When I speak out of this microphone, y'all are changed. Your life, are, your life is changed. Your generation is changed. I'm an investment to him. You're an investment to him. In some way, shape, or form, you're an investment. So why squander that? Why waste that? Even if right now you don't feel it because I've been there. I used to question and had thoughts like I'm never going to be at this place. What happened was the work. That's the key. Do the work. Get up every day and seek. Get up every day and do the hard emotional work that it takes to change. Get up every day and stop to stop being at this place where you don't want people to see you not be perfect. Like, get over it. Get over that. It's wasted energy and it's wasted time. No one's perfect. So what you're trying to act like in front of people is wasted space and energy. I don't act like I'm perfect in front of y'all. Y'all know this. I say all the time, I'm a little bit ratchet. I'm a little bit loud. It took me a long time to be okay with that. But what happened was it was the work. This took about three years to work on. And it takes time to work on and be okay with the fact that it takes time to work on. Don't rush that process. Your process is beautiful and your journey is your journey. But understand, you are expensive. Your purpose is expensive. You're an investment to the kingdom of God. And listen, I want God to be able to get a return on his investment. I want to say when I see his face, literally, I did everything you wanted me to do. And I want to stand boldly before him and say it and not question. What did I not do, Lord? What did I not say? What did I not give? What did I not give my kids? I want my child when they come to be able to know your starting place was blessed. You don't have to worry about growing up in a home where two people don't love each other. I remember what that was like for me. I don't want them to experience that. So I've got to do the work to keep my marriage solid to do so, period. It's going to be done. But best believe when I stand before my father, he's going to be say, well, he's going to say, well done. And that's the type of energy you need to have. That's the type of mindset you got to have to know, forget all this foolishness, period. I have authority. My father is going to say, well done. I got to go after everything he's saying to do, period. So that's all I had to say real quick. Why we don't realize how expensive we are. We don't value our own worth. We, we sometimes um, don't even try. We aren't self-aware. We look at everything as opposition instead of opportunity, and we don't honor the calling. So honor your calling, sis. I need you to honor your calling because I know there's some of you that can bless me in ways that I'm not fully equipped. And best believe I'm going to honor my calling and know how expensive I am to, so that you, your needs are met and that God is glorified. Through the power of his son. So that's all for this week. I hope this episode was great for you. Here's this. I'm a Matt. I'm, I'm um, giving you your edges back. Okay. Amen. And I love you. And we'll talk soon.
You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.